The QPR podcast is sponsored by Grant Harrod Lerman Davis, accountants and tax advisors for individuals and businesses. The Harrod in that title is Jeremy, who's a partner, a mad QPR fan who goes to both home and away games. If you want expert advice and a free consultation, phone Jeremy on 01895 633 033 or go to ghld.uk.com. QPR, QPR. Hello and welcome to the QPR podcast. This is our second go at recording this podcast this evening. The first bit you'll never hear, not because it's hilarious or too rude for TV or radio or whatever, but because it was boring. We messed it up, we spent five minutes repeating ourselves, so this is our new introduction. I'm David... Fraser, I'm a QPR fan. I'm joined by the other four, the other three founders of the QPR podcast, and we have a special guest tonight, uh, Johnny Mack. Hello, welcome, Johnny. You Hello. sit where? Well, we. This was part of the reason why we've had to re-record it. But you sit where, Johnny? I sit in Ellerslie Road, and I think that's as, as, as broad as I'm going to go. Which <laughs> which block? In the corner, oh, yeah. <laughs> in the home what, what sort of R or S it's, sort of uh, area? It's one of those. Yeah, it's one of those. And just, think, just, just for reference, I think we sing for part of the song. You know yeah. where you sit. <laughs> yeah. Just for reference, yeah. where does everyone else sit? P block. P block is Chris Charles. G block. G G block. Yes. Is Paul Finney. All over the place. X. All over the place. X. Where is X? Near the away fans. Ah. Uh, I thought you, uh, you used to be an R, didn't you? Yeah, I used to be R, but not anymore. Okay. That's like where the TV little gantry studio yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in N, upstairs. Right. Nobody cares about you. No, it's true. Uh, so, with me, with me and Johnny is Chris Charles from BT Sports. Hello. Paul Finney from Indie R's. They know that already because I just told them where I said. Yes. And Chris Mendes from ITV Sport. Hello. With the new lovely haircut, I have to say. Le- new lovely haircut. Um, about a month old. So Chris Chris Mendes is the heartthrob of the podcast. I mean, it's not hard, and there's he doesn't not much like it when you say that. Heartthrob of radio. He doesn't um, like it. No. Why? Well, he didn't. I know. He's more than just a good-looking boy, right? Is that what we're saying? No. No. <laughs> no, no. He, he is. <laughs> He is a QPR bimbo. Yeah. Oh. What does that mean? No. no. Right. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about Saturday and all that in a second. Let me remind everyone, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do at QPR pod. You can like search up You can search up all our old episodes at qprpod.co.uk. And if you go on Facebook, look for the new QPR podcast, you'll find us there. Um, we're very grateful to be sponsored tonight um, by a QPR fan, no less. Uh, so this episode of the QPR podcast is sponsored by Grant, Harrod, Lerman, Davis. They're accountants and tax advisors but the Harrod bit um, as you probably heard in the ad is Jeremy Harrod who's been a QPR fan uh, forever uh, he's a partner he's a mad QPR fan goes home and away um, and he as his day job provides expert advice um, if you want a free consultation you can find these guys and Jeremy at ghld.uk.com right thank you to them let's talk about Saturday 4-3 not a usual 4-3 Chris Charles turns the page of his notepad, <laughs> gl- glances down at his notes, and gets ready to begin. Yeah, um, it's not really that dramatic. I don't really need any notes. I mean, it was it was terrible. It was great. It was terrible. It was awful. It was it was brilliant. It was bad, and then it was fantastic. I mean, I, I don't really know how to describe well, it. Yeah. <laughs> 
It wasn't uh, like a typical humdinger of a 4-3, was no, it? No. Yeah, 4-3. It wasn't. I, I tell you, I mean, I mean, we're going to pick this to pieces, I know, um, and we haven't got a guest tonight, so I think, we, you know, all five of us are going to have our say on the game. Um, but first of all, I want to say is the fans, 2-0 behind, I was expecting booze ringing around the stadium, which wouldn't have been... Um, you know, out of place really But I, I have to say, I thought At least from where I was sat And I wasn't in my usual seat uh, this week More of that later um, I, I thought the fans were brilliant And they actually got behind the team at 2-0 Started singing um, And the players seemed to respond in kind And yeah um, and, and, and then Jet did the business Johnny? Yeah, I think I'd uh, echo a lot of that. If it felt a bit Sunday League to me, um, with you know after ten minutes, I hadn't seen the uh, you know most of the last game. I think coming off the back of the last game, I think the players probably wanted to you know put on a bit of a show, and uh, it probably didn't go to plan for the first ten. So, so yeah, credit to them for you know turning it around and, and bringing it back. And I think in you know in patches it was um, you know exciting, and and in patches it was you know a little bit sort of depressing. Did, did I, I'm not sure I felt what Chris said. I, I felt the knives were being right, sharpened okay. it, at I've, eleven minutes or whenever. I've it was. just had Finney in my ear. I was in the school end for. The first time ever, and uh, yeah, because yeah, because basically we did the Tiger Cubs walk, so we sat with them. And for where I was, they at two 0 down. They were the, there was fans singing. Um, yeah, I didn't feel that. Think, what about uh, you, Finn? Yeah, okay. Well, I did the Tiger Cubs walk as well, but I <coughs> scored a road pitch. And yeah, we saw that. Photo. Yeah, yeah you, you look quite lost. I was worried about you. I wasn't lost. I was just trying to find me to get a steward to take me to my seat because no offence, but you know, I want to sit in my seat anyway. Um, <laughs> So no, taken, mate. <laughs> it was either you or other people that were run. Anyway, but um, I thought it was quite vicious when the second goal went in. First goal was vicious-ish. The second goal was toxic. Yeah. Um, really it. angry. Really, really not happy. Um, and that's sad to see it, really, because I don't know if it really helps. And well, it did. Obviously, it did help. Well, you I'm not know. sure it did. It felt coincidental that we scored. It wasn't venomous. It was. It was despite the hate, not because of it. I and think. then the, the, there was there was a few people trying to start that song off again. It was at Fulham, which for one off, yeah. you kind of got, but kind of at home matches. No, you shouldn't be singing. I heard that. I, I did hear. Me. I did hear that. But yeah. I must, the, the acoustics either must be really bad, or maybe I was uh, bending down to do my shoe or something. <laughs> yeah, I heard so, it. I, I heard "Come on, you are" when we were two 0 down. Did no one else hear well, that? I think. What, I think where I sit, well, I'm still not sure exactly where I sit, but it is where the, it, it is. It is. <laughs> It is where the, the singing does originate from, in the corner of Ellerslie Road and, and the loft. And you're right, you did, we did hear the, uh, the fateful song that was heard at Fulham or wherever it, mm. wherever it was. But I think after you know, one or two renditions, it calmed and straight away they were sort of you know, back behind the team. And, um, I think it was really nervous. I think no one knows how this season is going to pan out. I mean, let's face it, we, none of us have got a clue how it is. Mm. But, I mean, but then saying that, how many championship clubs can fill twenty million pounds of a talent like Fur and Sandro just like that and say, right, come on? So it's a very strange position we find ourselves in. Where we are rebuilding, we are kind of rebranding the club, taking it back to where it belonged, as in part of the being a people's club again. But at the same time, we've got very expensive players that come on the pitch and do a job. I think some of them aren't doing. That's perhaps. part of Ramsey's problem, though, isn't it? He's got players like Fur and Sandro in the squad, and you can't really ignore them. At the same time, you know they're not going to be there for very long. They might be there till January, uh, end of the season, if a push. We're not going to go up this season, so he has to like start to build a team for next season. You don't season. think we're going to go up this, this season? No, definitely not. No. None okay. of us thought that. We just at about the start to win season. against no, one no, of the worst no, teams. No, we've in all got such short memories because we sat around this table or wherever we were 
we were probably in your shop actually we all sat around this yeah, table and we said oh key priority don't do a Wigan yeah, but you, you expect a Phillips and, 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 yeah, but and I don't, Austin to go by then yeah that was, that's the whole point I think expectations change when, once well certainly for me once Austin for uh, Sandro um, uh, and Phillips um, mm. the, once they'd all stayed and I mean you had the players yeah. you had and yeah, <laughs> you had Phillips tweeting uh, once Charlie stayed hashtag promotion so the, and, and you had the chief who came on here saying that yes they were going for promotion so the expectations changed within the players as well not just the fans so I think that's the difference before the season started yes consolidation the aim was not to get relegated as far as I was concerned and just stabilise transition and in a way that sort of hampered Ramsey and co because they're sort of you know it was not going to be no pressure because you still have people expectations but without any of those players you wouldn't be expected to steamroll is the, the expectation to do, to do for him to do this long term fixing job or for us him to get us up or both well it's a good question neither. I mean there's a very good interview by Dave McIntyre the other day Dave I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. know if you saw that but um, he said it depends you can't judge him on the job he's doing unless you know what the job is yeah kind of okay no, I, and I, I, I totally accept that, but I do, I do think that the goalpost, pardon the pun, moved slightly when we kept hold of all these players. And and it's, it's, it's you know, if if you know, Man United keep hold of you know they they, they, they say they're going to have a bit of a you know cut costs and all the rest of it and then end up ha- hanging on to Rooney and all their best players then fans again there are going to think the same thing and they, they, these are essentially <laughs> arguably apart from four and maybe our five four best players so aren't we right to expect do you expect us to go up now Chris but we were so hang, no, on, uh, hang on hang on hang on hang on <laughs> do I expect I, I it's, a, it's a difficult one if the players are still here in January we're in the top six then we've got a shout at the playoffs I don't think I'm not sure about automatic I think the problem is that we've got uh, a, a, a terrible defence at the moment and which needs sorting out okay oh sorry Chris go on Chris no I was just going to say I understand what you're saying about keeping our best players and expectation and all that but if you look at we had all of those players last season and we went down and we went down and, and that team would have probably finished in the bottom half of the championship last season it was that bad it was you know it was but then the structure is, is to, listen Chris Ramsey needs help from Les Ferdinand that's the bottom line Les Ferdinand needs to step up for Chris because Chris has taken a lot of flack that Les can stop quite easily because Les has got the respect of the fans he's, he's, he's got the ability to stand up I think Chris has taken flack in some ways, his substitutions can be look. Fans aren't stupid, but they want. But we've got to realise where are we go, right? We're on this. Where are we going to end up? What is this journey going to take us? Is it? Is it? Is are we going to stay here for a couple of years in the championship so we can rebuild the youth? If so, that needs to come out. But with that, we need to start selling players, and we've got a map. We still spent thirteen to fourteen million quid in the summer. That's not a team that's playing for mid table. That's a team that's gone from promotion in the championship but with the players we've already the, got. Sorry. So. Well, I haven't seen a, a great deal of football this year for one reason or another, but it feels like at the start of the season we were re- rebuilding with the expectation of Phillips going, uh, Charlie leaving, and we brought in all these new players who were trying to establish themselves. We weren't considering for probably you know, Phillips, although he was playing, Sandro as part of that squad, and suddenly on Saturday we're now considering these guys who haven't figured in the first sort of nine games and what's our, you know, what is our strongest team? What is the... you know? He's probably got sort of six or seven you know, midfielders he could play across across that four, 
and I'm not sure he, ne- he really knows his best team. I'm not really sure he was considering those as part of the team at the start of the season. So what do you play between now and you know now and you know, December January? But then, um, you, but then you've also got to play in the fact that playing one up front in the championship is a wee bit ridiculous. Agreed. So there's lots, and the defence needs sort of. I mean, I've even thought but we did perhaps that move, move Henry to right back. I don't know. We played one up front. That's, that's, that's not a bad shout, you know. Um, because I mean, he was clearly right to drop Perch. I mean, he was the biggest weak weak link. <laughs> can't say it. Weak link in the team, as far as I was concerned. Um, one of and and to be strange, it's another one of those signings where he comes to QPR and everyone thinks, oh, he's going to do all right. He's got Player of the Year twice at Wigan. Comes to QPR and suddenly he's rubbish. And I, I don't really get that. But um, but moving the chief to right back, I'm not sure that's that's the right decision. Certainly not long term. Um, I mean. As far as the defence goes, I know you, I'm probably going to get shouted down for this, but I, I'd quite like to see Clint Hill come in at least for a couple, oh. two or three games, partner, partner the chief in the exactly middle, and have a bit, and have a bit of a, a, a bit of shouting, a bit of organisation. He, he needs to come back, and it's not perhaps that he will prevent us initially from letting in two goals every game. But he needs to come back to organise that defence. But you can't take Hall out though. Hall's done well every time he's it's, played. But you know what? When we let a, when we let a goal in, they're all just sort of looking at each other. We There's no see. one organising it. There's no. I don't, don't think Hall was that great. On, on I don't think any of them were. But Angela for me has got has got to be the the, the first name to be dropped. I mean, he, that third goal, he basically just didn't fancy. He ducked out of the way from what I could but, see. Like did it for and, them. And and and, and, and since he's been here, I mean, he's, I think he's had you know maybe one good game. But he was supposed. Supposed to be this, you know, brilliant mm. uh, ball playing centre back, but I haven't seen any of that. And you and know, also from a distance, he looks like Yossi Benayoun as well. <laughs> yeah. But we, we've conceded more. Like <laughs> we've conceded more goals like than any other team in in the division. We've scored more goals than any other team as well, which is bizarre. But they're not bad players. Angela did well at Watford last season. I think maybe Ramsey needs to swallow his pride and get someone in who can organise them defensively as a coach. Who's our leader on the pitch? Yeah, uh, you see, this is potentially controversial, and I love the guy. We all love Anua, but I, I look at him and I wonder if he's burdened by that captaincy, because he he. I watched him when we let in those goals, and I watched him at Fulham, and he's he's not yet sort of eased into that role of but then no ordering them. Trying to get that role off him, are they? No one's trying to get no that role, no. So. Who, apart from him, who else is there in the squad that you would say? Kinchelski, he's on loan. Can an unknown player be a captain? No. no. So, who else is there? Well, then I suppose you go to the sort of Tarapt model and you just have your best player as your captain. Five games. So, yeah, I agree. It's, it's a tricky one. But then, you know... He's been one of the worst players, but he always seems to be the first name on the team sheet. Um, can, can, I, can I ask, because... A lot of focus on the defence. You can ask the, what you want, Johnny. A lot of focus on the defence here, and they're, they're, they're being chastised quite a lot from what I can mm. see. But the centre of the midfield for me on Saturday was where I think we lost a lot of the game because you had Henry who... We didn't uh, lose the game, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Go on, go on, go on, go on. Where we lost a lot of the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Keep it coming. I ruined your uh, flow, yeah. Yeah, Sorry. you have ruined my flow. Sorry. Um, the midfield. But I actually felt the, the midfield with... <laughs> I don't know what people think of uh, Tozer, if that's how you're supposed to pr- pronounce it. Mm, that's not how we pronounce oh, him Tosser, in N block. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Tosser and Henry, T- Tosser and Henry in the middle for me. This we seem to initially he was never in the right place to receive the ball from from the back. He seems to be the guy on the pitch who was supposed to be the ball player mm. and create you know get get us playing. I didn't really see that. 
when he did get the ball, his, his long balls were a little bit wayward once or twice. Um, Henry, as you've already said, seems to have, from the best player for me, one of the best players last season into, I don't know what, this season. Um, and there wasn't any creativity. So he ended up going long and bypassed the midfield for a lot of the game. Um, so, so I don't see the style of play you know, being a team that is going to challenge for, you know, challenge for promotion because our style, of, our patterns of play don't really, you know, we don't seem to have it. We don't seem to have one and that midfield keeps changing as well. So, yeah, But then you've got a situation where you've, you, you've had like um, Emmanuel Thomas missing out in games. He comes in on Saturday, does that. You think, well, what the hell was that about? He was actually magnificent in Saturday. I thought he was Deceivingly brilliant. good. Um, and you think, if we're going to play the one up front, <laughs> he he's like, the he best like for that. I think he could play up front with Charlie. Um, yeah, well, <coughs> yeah, of course, I think at home, definitely. Yeah, why not? But that system's, and I have to say, like, you know, Cherry score. I haven't seen it. That that Whoa. was that was just amazing. I mean, amongst all this, the defence isn't great. The midfield's still a wee bit leaky and doesn't do things. Some some bloody goals in there. Mm. Well, I mean, that was mm. that was one benefit of being in the school end, apart from. Um, apart from not hearing, apart from hearing what everybody what didn't happen, why, they, <laughs> why every- do they turn around? Why do, I mean, clearly they probably lost the toss, but I can't, I can't bear the, the turnaround at the start of the game. I hate that. Yeah. I hate us shooting the wrong towards the wrong end. That's happened a few times this season. I reckon what they're trying to do is they're trying to play um, kind of mind games with us. Yeah, which is which, I which Harry Redknapp did by himself very well. Yeah, people that he joined. No, and and yeah, I don't. I hate that as well. Actually, honestly, I hate. But let let Chris come back to what he was talking. Come on, Chris. Sorry. Come on, Chris. <laughs> you're you're yeah. gagging really to good. get this point it's out. Really good. I've forgotten first, now. First show nerves. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was saying, but we, but we were right in line with it, and that was just uh, it was it was all the way in. Even it, it was going just wide, and somehow I don't know. It just, just which goal? Cherry's goal. Cherry's goal. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, it was absolutely brilliant. But I was just saying with Jet, with his right foot, he's left-footed, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And, but Jet was absolutely phenomenal. And I've got to say, I, I did mention this um, when I, when we went along to the open day and saw him in training. Because a lot of people on the message boards have sort of perpetuated this myth that oh, he's, he's lazy, he's slow, and he's this and he's that. But when I went along and saw them training firsthand, I had a, kept quite an eye on him. And he was training harder than the rest of them, and I thought he he looked really good. Uh, and I was quite surprised that he he didn't get a chance. But I thought but, he was our best defender on Saturday. Well, quite yeah. I mean, <laughs> he was everywhere. He was really he sorry. Was, yeah, that header out. Yeah, yeah. We Finney hasn't got his own mic today. Maybe which maybe some, he needs to get the say, Matthew Rose song. Yeah, it's Chris, yeah. When Chris, for some reason, when Chris is speaking, he's leaning over like yeah. I'm going to start Finney and Chris are sharing a microphone, which you, we may oh. say is 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 um, <laughs> an unexpected gift, but it means that we can't hear Finney when he's talking. But back to Jet. Perhaps you should share it with him then. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> all right. Um, uh, back to Jet. I thought he was brilliant on Saturday. He he does have this reputation. But then why did it take him so long to get inside? Then what, that's what you got to ask yourself. What. Because uh, he, he's one of those players that you know, sorry, you know but, sooner or later his, his career's going to go one, one of two ways. He's either going to like take off and just be incredible, or you're just going to forget about it and never hear him again. He was one of those players in the Youth Cup for Arsenal, scored in every round. He was going to be like everyone fancied him to break into their team and be incredible. And maybe with a run of like 10, 15 games in QPR's first team, he, he'd get to do that. Maybe Charlie Austin's um, injury is a bit of a blessing that way. Well, I mean, I mean, to, to, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable sometimes if you listen to this podcast or you read the message boards that we've actually we actually won that game um, because, I, and, and I know we're right to sort of have a go at the defence, the midfield, blah blah blah. But at the end of the day, we did win. Jet was fantastic, and we've scored four goals without Charlie Austin, so that's not bad, is it? 
But the reality is we beat a team in the, what, bottom five of the, or bottom six of the table. Yeah, yeah but anyone um, can beat anyone in this division, can't they? And we've seemed to have fared better against the teams above us than the teams below us yeah. this it's, season. It's funny, though, because, you know, you were saying, you know, this is not a team that's going to win promotion. And I agree, I don't think we are. But we went through that, that last time we did win, win promotion from the championship. We went through the whole season feeling pretty much exactly the same way. We're like, you know, we're kind of in the top six. I know we're not at the moment. But we weren't happy with the way we were playing, especially after McLaren left as coach under Redknapp. We were kind of like scraping results and just getting a win, even though we weren't playing very well. Mm. It was really important to beat Bolton, especially with the two, two-week gap. If we, if we hadn't, we'd be, what, six points maybe off the playoffs? But this league is mad, look. I mean, Bolton had gone into the bottom three. If it had been us... Well, and Fulham got done three 0 at home four days Wolves, after yeah. they beat us. God, you were really excited to say that. What you did? Sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, but, no, but they did. But then again, saying that that's a championship is kind of one of them leagues. That, I mean, it's like a new when he came on said, you know, we've got we've only got X amount of games. But right, that's the good thing about the championship. Unlike the Premier League, where you can go on a really bad run, and it takes weeks to come out of. In the championship, there's always next game to get right. Mm. Birmingham, it's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. They're decent, and you know. But Wolves was going to be hard, and we yeah. we, we won three two there. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, ten games in, Ramsey. What's the what's the something we talk about every week? But it is we we have to reflect really what everybody's talking about, and what people are talking about on message boards, and all the rest of it. Ten games in, how are we feeling about Ramsey? I feel how I did. I feel exactly the same as I did at the start of the season. I think you have to give him the whole season, regardless. You know, maybe if we're like rock bottom, like six points adrift of safety, then maybe you can look at changing it. But that's—I don't think that's going to happen. And you just give them the whole season, see how it goes. I think the way people feel about it. But you haven't—you—you have a clear expectation of us not going up. In which case, you're fine as long as we're not going to go down. You're happy to give Ramsey the time he needs. Yeah, probably not everybody feels like that. No, exactly. It feels like at the moment people are. um, Happy if we're winning. Well, they're like satisfied if we're winning, and absolutely like absolutely pissed off if, if we're not you know as soon as we go down they're just like get rid of him straight away mm. Finney <laughs> I wasn't expecting that I was, I was, I was listening to Chris I, listen at some point the board and the fans we have to be patient with somebody and we have to hope that someone's going to get it right because like Sunderland today yesterday sacked another manager you know, you keep going through managers, you, you, you don't go anywhere. And it's the same with youth team coaches. We keep changing youth team coaches, we keep changing managers. We need stability. We had three years with Redknapp. <coughs> we had a couple of years with Warnock. It, didn't we have stability with Redknapp and still nothing was sort of solved long term? I think with Redknapp, he kind of bluffed it a lot. I mean, if, 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 if Harry Redknapp was called something else like David, and was a young coach, he would have been sacked for some of them performances. He got away with it because Harry Redknapp was full of... Well, Bill, really. And he gets away with it because of his, his, his ego side of things. But that football was not good. He, but he did the job he was designed to do, which was to get us up. If he hadn't got us up, he'd had the most expensive team in the championship that never actually got up. So, But his job was to get us up. Exactly. Whereas said, Chris Ramsey's job, supposedly, is to be part of that team that repairs the club. But we still spend so much money in the summer. This is what I, 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 our, our answer to everything is through players. But I think the yeah, expectation was that we'd actually sell a lot of uh, big-name players and recoup some of that cash, which we clearly yeah, didn't maybe. do for one reason or another. Where did we but spend Finney, we, we haven't million? spent. We haven't Where did really, we spend £14 spent million? Million. But not net, net spend, because we recouped money. Yeah, well, what I'm saying is, but that's not a team that's going to be They all. expected Charlie to go on loan. They expected Fur to go on loan. Probably expected to Don't sell Don't forget Poulter. We paid £1.2 well. for Poulter. He must not fancy him 
I know he's, Emmanuel. He's, he's been injured. Has he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I'm just saying. But you know, you forget that Cherry was a cost money. Mm. You know, these wee deals. All right, in the scheme of things, Michael. But it's still a lot of money for Championship clubs uh, to spend. Uh, yeah, they may change again in January, and you know, two or three of them may still, you know, may still go. And I think they're probably working on, you know, offloading them purely for the wage. You know, but for the wage bill. It's like do you remember when Holloway took over that time. <coughs> and we, we were already dying by the time he came in. We gave Jerry way too many games, and we should have got rid of Jerry a lot earlier and gave Ian a chance to actually come mm. in and do a job. You kind of feel that because Ian managed somehow to get a team out that season to play because we had no money we're in administration that everyone just came together the money's ruined us our expectations are way too high at times we're still spending massive amounts of money on wages even though we're getting rid of players and stuff like that and the psychology of the whole club has changed because of the money and we're, the fans not only is the team in transition so is the fans it's a bit odd what you do still, you mean you've, you've, still got, you've still got half the fans who are expecting us to, to go up based on you know what they think the squad is capable of. The fellow behind me the other week was talking about Balotelli, where he was. Why can't we get him down the Rangers? And I'm like, <laughs> Balotelli. Yeah, you know, as people, sure. as what? people's expectations as a loan. Yeah, I've seen, yeah when, when Brendan Rodgers was <laughs> sacked on Sunday, of people tweeting, "I'll oh, take him at QPR, let's yeah, get him in." I'm yeah, like, exactly. Oh, I mean, are they serious? You know, years ago we were lucky to get anyone that played like five or six games <laughs> at a decent level. I mean, you know, it's. But but I'll be honest, I don't, I don't think Rams's job really is just about the first team it's, it's, it's yeah. a lot about the first team but I think it's about building that infrastructure and getting some of those youth players and, and creating well, the success that's what we're told plan. is his well, job absolutely and I think that you know the expectation probably from the board is not you know promotion but clearly you know stability, not to be in a, yeah. yeah stability and mid you know probably between mid table and the playoffs is, is acceptable but clearly below that is not acceptable so i think there there is a there is a level to where the board will think that you know he should finish and if he doesn't deliver then like anyone else he doesn't perform he'll probably get the boot but well in which I, case on that basis after 10 games he is delivering isn't I, he I, I agree i'm I, not i'm not overly happy but i'm not unhappy with his mm. you know what he's delivered i feel so Sorry for Ramsey though because um, he's not picking the players it, as, he, as he told us when he was on the podcast it's not him in charge it's Ferdinand in charge he is essentially a head coach who coaches the players but he's not the guy pulling the strings and um, if things do go wrong but he's, gonna be, he's still going to be the one that always gets the blame the fans aren't going to blame Les Ferdinand because he's a club legend you know, so was it, what, wasn't his choice to put Tosser in on Saturday then is that what you no, I think he, he obviously makes... I don't know if it was a decision to sign him, but it might have been a decision to put him in. Well, no, Les, Les brings the players in. Mm. So someone tweeted me on, on Saturday straight after the result and said, I'm still not happy with Ramsey. You know, they got away with it. A sticking... You know, the result was a sticking plaster. And I thought, isn't that exactly what Ramsey's job is this season? Isn't he mm. supposed to be applying th- uh, 46 sticking plasters so that they can repair the club in the long term. Isn't, yeah. isn't that the idea? Yeah, that, uh, yeah, and I, I agree that is the idea, and I'm, I'm not happy with him to answer, unhappy with him particularly, and like Chris said, I mean, we do need stability at some point, and, you know, again, you had fans calling for, um, yeah, Sam Allardyce to come in, and it's like, bloody hell, we can't go for all, the, you, know, you know, go for all that palaver again. But... Um, but I, yeah, it, 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 the, the difficulty, as I said, is because of the um, the players that have stayed. In the fans' view, um, the goals have changed um, rather than just consolidation. But I'm sure, in the, in, as far as the board are concerned, they're still, and as far as Les Ferdinand's concerned, they're still treading along the same path. And if he keeps us in mid-table, we don't get relegated. 
we sell whoever we need to sell again at the end of the season, uh, then then they'll think it's job done. Hmm. Okay. Um, you might have this as your RZM, but I'm going to ask you about it now. You two, I'm looking at Chris and Paul, did the walk on Saturday. Um, so this was Tiger Feet 7 in aid of the Tiger Cubs. How did it go? Well... First sub, it was a breeze. I mean, so you walked from Harlington to the yeah. ground? Yeah, I did quite easily, and it was fine. How far uh, was it? I, I carried Chris for most of the way. Yeah, um, absolute rubbish. How, broke, far, he, how far was it? 13 miles. At what time did you set off? Um, yeah, about nine, I think we left. It was yeah. about half eight. It was a weird one, because I had to leave Barnet really early, and then obviously get across London and met Colin and a few others in the train, and then we, we came... And um, met up at Hollington with a few other people. Then we went down and we started the walk. And it was really nice. Actually, to be fair, it was different doing it in your home ground. I mean, Chris can say it better than me. I'm just a blinking idiot here. But um, it, it's nice to walk onto the pitch. And the backing we got from the fans was actually... It was almost a dream come true to walk on the pitch and actually see people <laughs> clapping you. I'm thinking, I haven't actually done anything. I've just walked from the training ground. But thanks. And, we did pretty, and it was nice. And, it was, and getting clapped up the road was particularly nice as well. Yeah, I mean, it... <laughs> I'm sort of a bit weird. It was a lot of mixture of emotions there, sort of intense embarrassment, and then and then quite emotional because we, the, basically, the kids um, from the team walked the last two miles with us uh, from um, Acton Park, and uh, yeah, we're walking. You know, we kept, we were literally walking up the Uxbridge Road to see the Queen's Park Rangers, and and, yeah. and when we when we came down, yeah, there was people clapping us, and and the mascots were coming over and mucking about with the kids, and you know, it was it it, it was, oh, it was it was a great day, and it's the seventh one we've done. We started off with like maybe ten of us, I think, and it's now grown to there was about forty people walking, and included in the walk there was because the, the QPR community is not just um, the Tiger Cubs, which is the, the if anyone doesn't know, it's the it's the the, the team. For for the kids with Down syndrome, um, but they also have like a mental health team, and three, three or four of the people from the mental health team were walking with us. And what happens with a walk is you sort of move up and down, and you get to talk to most people, apart from Finney. No, I'm, <laughs> you get to talk no to most, to you get to talk to most people. And, and some of the stories these guys had was, you know, absolutely horrendous. And, and, and a couple of them said to me that QPR have basically saved their life. You know, that they've, they're, 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 at last they feel a part of something, they feel a part of a community, part of a team. And I just want to, again, reiterate that to, to Andy Evans and, and to Fiona Hodgson and, and everyone else, what a, and, and to Connor, who the coach of the Tiger Cubs, what a fantastic job they're doing. And, and yeah, it was going to be the RZM, but I'll just say that on the day, so far we've raised over six grand. Um, the buckets went round, and there's more than £2,000 gone in the buckets. Brilliant. And the players have yet to donate. So, uh, I mean, Fiona particularly asked me to say a big thank you to all the fans for not, not just donating, but for supporting them, because it's as much about awareness as anything else. And, again, the Bolton fans, like the away fans always do, applauding these kids around the pitch, and it makes them feel a million dollars. And I'm going to start crying in a minute, so I'll leave <laughs> um, it. Can I just say one thing about it, though, which is yeah. really important, which was this year we were joined by Lee Hughes. Hughes, sorry. Yeah. I can't, I'm, I'm sorry for the wrong pronunciation. The CEO at Rangers, who actually is a bit of a challenge because he's a nice fella. 
And, um, and, and, and um, I, I, I fear I could be redundant from morning. Um, I and that was a doubt night. that. No, I, I. Did you find it a little bit harder to cel- get up off your bum and celebrate seats after that walk? <laughs> it was harder because celebrate um, goals. Sorry. I, just, no, I just, I just went up to him and said, "Oh, by the way, the, 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 you know, hoops go the whole way round." And I must have said it every three miles. To him. <laughs> you should have said hoops go yeah, all the way. I, I reminded him at every point, so hopefully he hasn't forgotten that. And um, no, but fair, fair play to him for doing it. He didn't have to do it. He did it. He joined everyone else. There was no errors and graces. He he was immensely great. He was a lovely fellow. I mean, you know, his, his his sunglasses probably cost more than our whole attire between us. But he was a really nice, down to earth, lovely, lovely guy. And I'm, you know, we did chat to him about QPR, but we weren't interviewing, so it'd be wrong to say what he said. I think, uh, you know. On the part, it, well, it wasn't anything bad. I mean, it was all positive. You can't say that. Everyone's now thinking, "What did he say?" Chris? Yeah, well, now we all want to know. know. So tell us, no, tell us, tell us, well, tell us. Well, he was just saying what the club was saying, just saying that this, you know, you can't keep on spending infinite amounts of money, and and you know what we all know basically. And uh, I mean, he was saying the right things, but equally, he, he knew that I do the podcast, so he's not going to tell me some massive exclusive. But he was a nice player, and Andy Sinton also did it. Brilliant. And again, he didn't have to do it, and he was up and down chatting to everybody, and yeah. Fair play but, to both. But last them. last thing I'm gonna say on this is that the walk is nothing. The walk's easy for us. The people who do the real job are the people who go week in, week out and help these kids and work with them and give them a sense of purpose, which is basically that QPR is the best community club in West London. And we're happy to keep it that way. <laughs> um, anybody that still wants to donate presumably can donate how do yes. they do that okay well I, I, the, the sort of URL to do it is very long and convoluted anyway the best way is to go to Google and, and, and it's Virgin Money so just type Virgin Tiger Feet 7 and you'll get the page up okay and one last question just for well I, I'm not 100% okay, sure okay Colombo <laughs> <laughs> um, it's usually at an away game from Loftus Road to the away ground why was it to a home game okay well um, there was a couple of factors one that um, we were probably I, I'd love to gone to Brent, Brentford or Fulham the long way round because obviously you can't just walk you know yeah. three miles up the road but both those games were moved to Friday night which logistically when you've got 40 people walking um, it, it's you know it's, it's not ideal um, Charlton we, we did a couple of years ago that was first game of the season but the main point was it was the Tiger Cubs seventh birthday and it, for the first time it meant that they could uh, be totally involved in it go on the pitch at half time and, and be there from start to finish I mean I would imagine next year we'll go back to walking to an away ground be it in the Premier League the Championship or League One hopefully not the latter actually to be fair it was it, it, whether it was by design or default it was brilliant to do a home game really really brilliant it was actually there was people in tears who were doing it and um, going in and getting that reception from Rangers fans meant a lot so thank you to everyone who did it very good. Okay, um, I know that was going to be your R's end. You got okay, a couple well. of minutes to think about a new R's end, or you can go straight into it. Okay. So we got about five minutes left. This is the R's end. Anything and everything <laughs> you haven't been able to say in the show, Chris Charles, your R's end. Hang go. On. I'm not quite sure what I finished. Last week. Just about to go into your R's end. He's like, I was a- yeah, anyway. right, okay. five minutes. Okay. Brilliant. Sorry. Carry on. Dude. No, no. Oh, As we in, gonna, we've uh, got five minutes left oh, to record, okay. so okay. we'll do the R's end now. Okay. Well, my uh, should we well, cut my, that as well? Yeah. Nah. No. Go on. Uh, my, <laughs> my, well, uh, I mean, that was going to be the R's end. So, I mean, uh, yeah. To re- reiterate, thank you to everybody who's given and support. Blah blah blah. But um, 
Uh, Chelsea losing at home and QPR uh, <laughs> Chelsea and QPR winning at home um, is always a fantastic day. And I think whatever the case or not for the defence or the midfield or anything else, scoring four goals without Charlie's brilliant. Seeing Chelsea lose is hilarious. So for me, it was a great weekend. Reminds me of a song. Yeah. Johnny. So, Miles' end is uh, probably a, a couple of thank yous. So, firstly, thanks for having me on. Secondly, thanks for giving me my own mic and uh, for, <laughs> for sharing. It's, it's, it's absolutely fine. <laughs> they probably won't invite me back, back ever for that. Um, but no, I think, like I said, my expectations are pretty levelled um, as far as where I think we're capable of finishing this season. Clearly, we're more than capable with the squad we got of you know getting into the playoffs, but. You know, if we're anywhere between mid-table and um, you know the playoffs, then I think I'll be I'll be happy with that. Chris, in my R's end, I'd just like to congratulate Massimo Luongo for his Ballon d'Or nomination. Yeah, explain that. What someone just, said this to me. He he's up for the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, he's on the shortlist because he won the Gold Cup with Australia. I just hope that FIFA for once make a sensible decision and he wins it. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, this is FIFA insensible. I like that. Yeah. 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 Hello, you keep him well. Um, <laughs> um, right, I've got a weird one for Mowers in this show because... Bit of hurry up, we've been ushered out by clean. Yeah, the lady, the lady. The lady who's now becoming almost like the fifth beetle of this podcast, the cleaner who comes to the door and signals us to hurry up, has made her signal, so yeah. go on. With a gymnastic <laughs> off, however you pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the... <laughs> <laughs> is it? Yeah. Sorry to all our listeners in Poland. Go on, Paul. Kamasikov. <laughs> no, go on. It's not. It's go on. You know what's going to happen pass. now? Oh, when um, we finish, Finney's going to say, oh, was that bad? No, no, listen. Go on. My eyes end is, is, is quite. Um, the, the, the goal on Saturday by Cherry, the best champagne moment I've seen at Rangers. That, that, that it will be goal of the season for whatever. Cherry on the cake. Yeah. I like my champagne one better. Anyway, and, and also. Like in some way we're sort of Chris Ramsey. Chris Ramsey had a really bad bereavement last before the film game, and actually flew across the world to go, to go to a funeral and come back. And he didn't want it to come out. He didn't want people to talk about it because he didn't want to have any excuses. So my condolences to the Ramsey family for what they've what they've gone through in the last few weeks. It must be tough for him, and um, I'm, I'm I'm personally sorry for his loss. That's all I want to say. Mm. And look, the, the, I'm only going to from my bit going to sort of echo what Johnny and most of us have said that. I think we just all need to remember the job that Ramsey and Les are have been tasked with, which is to get the culture of the club right and to do this repair job. And just remember what we all thought at the start of the season and what we were all saying at the start of the season in terms of what our expectations were. None of us said, let's win the league. And do you remember, we did that survey at the end of last season. We surveyed QPR fans. How important it is to you? How important is it for QPR to go straight back up? And I think less than 10% said it was the most important priority. So remember that when we're going off on one about Ramsey. And Ramsey. the good thing about it as well, that, sorry, for, I've done my bit, is no, no. if it carries on the way it is the Premiership, we can stand the Championship and still play Chelsea next season. <laughs> That's a win-win. <laughs> That's a good place to finish. Gabe, we're almost finishing on time for you. You're not being chased out of the room by... Um... To be fair, I've hired the cleaner to do my job for me. Yeah. Fine. Right. Okay. Uh, thank you very much. That's the QPR podcast. We probably won't be back next week because we're usually not on an international week. If we are, we'll let you know. 
Paul has just said, I want to talk to you about that, which <laughs> maybe means we might be. Northern Ireland qualify. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. go on, go on, go on. What's the international situation for next week? Go on, tell us. Basically, we've got we one game and we're going to France. So who have you got? We've got Greece on Thursday, oh. Finland on Sunday. and um, You need to win one of them. Yeah, and we're in, we're in France. Greece at home? Yeah, Greece is at Windsor and... Um, yeah, Finland is obviously not at Windsor, it's in Finland. Um, but yeah, and I will be at Philomena's for both of them, I hope, um, in, in London, having a, a crack. Uh, last time, bumped the three QPR fans. We missed the whole game and talked about QPR. Anyway, but yeah, go to France. Weird, we haven't qualified for anything since 86. Mm. This is weird. I mean, you lot qualify for everything. You, 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 oh, we qualified last February yeah, or something. Kind of like, yeah, it was But I know that when we do now. qualify, we'll get absolutely stuffed at every game when we get there, but I don't care. At least we're going to be there. Yeah. It's a bit weird. Well, Portugal qualify on Thursday if they win, so I'll join. Anyway, you. I'm fine, Dave. How are you? Very good. <laughs> right. Thank you for listening to the QBR podcast. We will see you again in either a week or two weeks. Uh, we'll let you know on Twitter. Thank you very much for listening. The QPR podcast is a West 12 Media and Burble Media production. The QPR podcast is sponsored by Grant Harrod Lerman Davis, accountants and tax advisors for individuals and businesses. The Harrod in that title is Jeremy, who's a partner, a mad QPR fan who goes to both home and away games. If you want expert advice and a free consultation, phone Jeremy on 01895 633 033 or go to ghld.uk.com. UPR, UPR, Super Rangers.